Welcome to the Hope Hotline. It is Friday. Thank you, Jesus. We've all made it through Wednesday. I've heard of no deaths. Okay. There's like... um, Phew. Well, we weren't going to die. No. First of all, because we have God. Yeah. Second of all, and the hedge protection. But but listen, a tinfoil hat will save you from almost anything. Hey, safety first. At the end end of the day. Always safety first. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, people like um personal problems but i've been running around like a chicken mm. i just sat down in this chair about three minutes ago <laughs> and i got a new curling iron and the thing sucks <laughs> eggs look at my hair <laughs> like what the crap the coloring looks great the color looks great it looks amazing first world problems exactly oh my gosh yep. The, what was wrong with my other curling iron? I just thought I'd change it up. I don't know. Like <laughs> girls, we are always cheap, changing it up, keeping it fresh. Yeah. Now, no. now Vanessa, no. turn it on. Now, J- J- Vanessa got a great haircut from my from my hairdresser. Okay, and then she decided, God only knows why, which I have done not with with Jolene. I haven't done it with with my hairdresser before, but. For some reason, she got a wild hair and decided to n- improve on what was perfect. <laughs> I don't know. She hasn't had bangs in a long time. Could you play the? Oh, do we have the video? Do you have the video? Because the video, her cutting her hair, Jolene would almost have a heart attack. I kid you not. Jolene, if you're watching, <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Don't be too so, mad. Like, so. Vanessa now has bangs, but you ha- but Vanessa's had bangs for, I don't know, a month, at least a month. But she went home. I don't, you didn't do it right away, right? Or did you go home and do it right away? Yeah, go ahead. Tell us the story, Vanessa. Immediately after. <laughs> and decides she wants more bangs. For some reason, like the girl takes the normal bang size and goes all the way back. But she she screwed them all up. So now she's been wearing headbands yeah. everywhere. I'm like, I, we said to her this morning at, when we went to go work out, we're like, I, I said to her, am I ever going to see you without a headband on? She's like, nope, I messed them up. And she had. But then she decided she might want to fix them. Instead of going to Jolene, who could have fixed them. She, that would be too easy. That would be too easy. <laughs> Life on the wild side. Vanessa, I mean, Jolene might have killed her if yeah, she saw her, wrapped true. her fingers around her. Jolene's a tiny person. Yeah. But she's got strength yes. to kill. And she would have probably killed you. Oh my yes, God. as you should have been dead. But Layla, great, Vanessa. Thank you. Your, your hair looks great today. Mine, on the other hand, looks like doo-doo. <laughs> but that's okay, because I was running around like a chicken. And it's very humid out. So It is. I think I get. I think I'm going to try the curling iron again, but I'm going to turn it up. Okay. A little bit hotter. Not that you guys care. Not that it's really your problem. But I'm just sharing. <laughs> so, Vanessa looks great. Beautiful. If if if, if it, like if you saw how she cut her hair this morning, cut her hair. She literally used sewing scissors. <laughs> I did. They are sewing scissors. And when I saw the video, I was like. Yep. I was like, that's my girl. At least I use, I, the bad thing is, is whenever I cut my bangs, Jolene always goes, did you cut your bangs? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's been like three months since I saw you. Those no. things would be down here if I didn't cut them, but they, they're, they're still not done very well. And I, and I cut them this morning because they, they look terrible. So she'll probably 
be all over that. Whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. Please like and share. Do your thing, sister. Okay. So we've got the like and share. Um, we'll do the big one for everybody to see. So like and share Facebook and YouTube. You can comment as well. Um, we need you to subscribe to everything, all the things. Uh, make sure that you have your notifications turned on so that when we do go live, you don't miss one if you're available to watch. Otherwise, you can always find the replay on all of the things. Um, we've got Black Robe, which is our own channel. Eventually, we'll have our own the Hope Hotline, just Hope Hotline, and we'll have all of our videos there. You'll be able to find all the questions easily, so we are working on that. Um, we have one more thing that I wanted to kind of get to as well. Please send your questions in, um, ask hope at hopehotline.com. We need lots of questions because that's what makes this so much fun. And moving right along, we've got the Hope Hotline mug. <laughs> and so that is available. You can go to foundationchurchfl.com and you click shop. If you are looking on your computer or you have it up on your TV and you're doing like Apple um, on your TV, then you can do the QR code. And so if you easily scan that QR code right now, if you open up your camera, and you um, just pretend you're going to take a picture of it, it will actually pull up a link. And you can click on that link, and it will bring you right to foundationchurchfl.com, and it will bring you immediately to the mug. And then, I don't know how we're going to do this one yet, because I know we're going to be a donation, right, as well? Yes. Because it is available now as well. Same thing, foundationchurchfl.com. You click shop, it'll be right there and you will see it as an option. Or again, you can click the QR code, same thing. And last but not least, we have the Hope Hotline Spoon and it is coming soon. Um, they are being prepared for you guys to be able to make your most delicious sauces, <laughs> soups, anything that you could think you could use a spoon for. Especially as a mother. Yes. The little tricks that we can perform. Yeah. Thank you for stalling while I pull my hair back. <laughs> I had a lot to do today. Yes. So there you go. And I listen, that I know out. that this looks terrible, but this looks better than what it was before. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't stand looking <laughs> at my hair when it looks all like. Oh, so, funny. yeah, like lots of things coming. Yeah. But please send in your questions because without questions, we have no podcast. And I, I, you may want that. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We'll, we'll, we'll be here. We'll somehow, <laughs> some way, get questions. Yep. If I have to go out to like Ooh. the homeless that live out in the woods <laughs> next to the church, I freaking will ask them every, I'll get them to ask me questions. And then they won't be watching because, well, they all have phones. So they might be that's watching. That's true. They could be. They could they be totally watching. They totally could be watching. It's amazing how you can be homeless. Yeah. But yet. Yeah. You can afford to pay your monthly phone bill. Make it make sense. Cell phone. You can buy a cell phone and then you can pay the monthly fee. Um, Jolene had a comment for you. She said, oh. don't turn up your iron. <laughs> 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 so. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I probably should have blew, like, um, I don't know. Well, uh, I'd I won't turn up that curling iron. I did it as it said. If you color yeah. your hair, yeah. which I use bleach, yeah. which I don't use bleach, she uses it. It like will break it off. Yeah. And she just got it growing out. Mm. Like I had patches where it was bald from me like mm. yeah. 
doing things wrong. Doing like, that wrong thing. So yeah. now we finally have growth. She'll probably kill me. Yeah. So we're not yeah. doing that. Um, anything else? Steffi says that she doesn't have a question, but she wants to say hi, and she loves all of these ladies. Aw, thank you so much, Steffi. We love you, too. Grat- Steffi has a great test. Is this Steffi yes. G? Yep. Great yep. testimony um, for her family. If you're, if you're believe, if you are trying to put the put the link up, I get, will. get her the Doing link. Right but now. if yep. you are a person that is struggling with something and you just like health and wellness, or you know, do Kelly Ann's too. Yeah. Okay. Um, or you're, or you just feel like your family's falling apart, <laughs> or you're falling apart. Mm-hmm. We have two great testimonies that Tracy just put together of some beautiful women that um, attend this church. We have testimonies all the time, but these are the two most recent, and, and she's about to do some more. Tracy's about to film some more people, but mm-hmm. um, two great testimonies. Steffi has uh, got a great uh, faith testimony about healing. You need if you're struggling with that, watch this because it'll radically change you. What I love is Stephanie when she started coming here, she really didn't know anything, and she said to me, "She's like it's everything that I've learned at this church, which is beautiful. Yeah. Like she just didn't hear it; she did something with what she heard. Like every the, all, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, but you have to activate that faith mm-hmm. and through um, hearing the word." Then applying the word, you see the results of what the word can do, which faith in action moves mountains. So um, her story is great. Kellyanne's is pretty awesome, too, because it talks about her story is about how her family was broken. She was broken Mm -hmm. as a person, which was causing the family to break down and how um, getting saved here. She got saved at this church Mm -hmm. and uh, again, applying the word. And just not like hearing it, but using it and applying it, it's radically changed her whole home along with her kids, her marriage is back together. And she herself is a wounded little bird is now out there flying, spreading her wings and, and doing great things for the Lord. Absolutely so amazing. Thing, huh? Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Her transformation. Her, yes. Yeah. Her story is beautiful. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we're, we're not sick. We're like mentally, I mean, uh, physically, we have no sickness in our body. Yeah. But Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's attacking the family. Right. And what he does is he attack, attacks you. So, you know, uh, Tom talks about this all the time, but anxiety, anxiousness, depression is such a huge thing in homes today. Yeah. And they are destroying the, the family dynamic. Yeah. And then um, with Kellyanne, she was on medications. That's all she's been on for forever. So, but she's free. She hasn't. Mm-hmm. She doesn't take anything anymore. Mm-hmm. No withdrawals. No nothing. Just like mm-hmm. cold turkey. That's mm-hmm. God. That's our God that we serve. Yeah. And but it's again applying the word and believing it for what it says. Mm-hmm. And um, her story. You're right. Her story is nothing short of miraculous, yeah. but just a beautiful, beautiful story too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, but. I thank God that they walked into this church. Yeah. I do because a lot of churches, they're not seeing a lot of these stories come to pass because this is not what they're teaching. Right. I will say a lot of times we lose more people at this church. I was just telling um, some friends of mine who um, I was meeting with um, this week. We lose more people. Uh, people don't leave this church because of sin. People leave because uh, you preach about sin and needing to, to get saved. People walk away from this church because of the blessings of God. They don't believe in prosperity. They don't believe in healing. They don't believe in um, 
just the basic fundamentals of what was done on that cross for us. It's too hard for them to believe. A lot of times uh, people don't want to believe in the uh, the blessings of God, the favor of God. One, they'll, they'll believe in the favor, like everything that I put my hand to will prosper. They'll believe in that as long as they don't have to pay their tithe. Mm-hmm. So for them, it's like the prosperity of God. It, he became poor because he was he was the king of kings, right? He became poor, uh, and be, uh, he became poor so that we might be rich. So, but the thing is, tithing is very um, instrumental in that. And so, when you talk about how, in order to receive, you must give, because that's the principle, that's the covenant. People leave; they don't want to. There's a requirement. I have to do something to to see the results of what I want. It's just like if healing, with healing, a lot of people will leave because if you tell them that God wants you well or that everyone should be healed and everyone or that they that there's doubt and unbelief, there's an offense. And so what happens is because they're offended, they leave because that puts everything back on them, the responsibilities on them. But I say to that, like, I'd rather it be me because if it's God, I can't control God. Right. But I can control me and I, can, I have something to do about myself. So if I can change me and God's already finished, the work is already done, then that's easy. But a lot of people, it's just like uh, nobody's responsible for their behaviors anymore, so they don't want to be responsible for the results that they're believing for or they say they believe for. And uh, you Mm -hmm. say that somebody has doubt and unbelief, that's the reason why they didn't see their healing. Out the door they go, Mm -hmm. which is very, very sad. Yeah. But we we lose a lot of people because of that. And, and we've lost a lot of people because of the laying on of hands. The laying on of hands has caused a lot of people to be offended, which in the Bible it says you'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. <laughs> so I just don't get it. Yeah. I'm going to have to pull my hair down because okay. it's it's like annoying the heck out of me. So um, <laughs> you're just going to have to suffer through people, and so am I. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to just have to suffer through with this hideous hair. But <laughs> But it's all my fault. Mm-mm. Okay. Do you guys want to say anything or you guys want anything to let me, let me ask that. Oh, it looks way better now that I pulled it back. Thank you, Jesus. Peanut gallery. You got anything to say? You're all looking good. Okay. All right. Let's go to our first question. I was wondering, does the devil give you dreams or is it more like false imagination or temptation? How do you know if a dream is from your flesh or not? And how can you combat these dreams so that you don't wake with a thrown off spirit? So this is so funny because before I got this question, my family was just talking about this, how dreams, uh, about dreams and how funky they are. And some people don't dream at all. And then some people dream constantly. Um, I dream a lot. I go through periods of time where I dream way more than I don't. But I've had only a few spiritual dreams, dreams from the Lord. And then I don't do anything that would cause me to have nightmares. Like I am very, I guard my heart. And so I don't watch anything. I don't listen to anything. I think you have to be really careful about that stuff. But I'm going to tell you, there's nothing in Scripture, absolutely nothing in Scripture that says that the that dreams, um, that the devil gives you dreams, things like that. I believe that you can have dreams 
um, that the, that God gives you because it talks about uh, God given dreams, dreams and visions. It it says it that we will dream dreams and and have visions um, from Him, and even in the last days. So, um, but I don't think the devil does, and I think that we put things on ourselves now. I would say you're crazy if you're watching horror flicks and things like that because there's a demonic, I believe, like exorcist movies, like The Exorcist. What's some other ones that are really not good that mm-hmm. are very demonic? I think a lot of the horror ones are demonic. Anything with killing killing, and like uh, The Shining. Yeah. What is so? What were you going to say, Vanessa? There's a recent one. Uh, it's called The Nun. Oh, a the Nun? nun. Yeah. The Nun. And I oh, don't go to movies. I don't even watch movies. Uh, so, like, watching that stuff, yeah. I've warned my kids. My daughter mm-hmm. will not do it anymore. Yeah. My son, I don't know if he does, but he they, they used to watch them. And they are like, oh, they don't bother me. They started bothering one of them. And then they were like, yeah, I'm not watching that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not good. Mm-mm. Like, you should be very careful. It, it talks us to be, tells us to be very careful what our eyes see, what we let in. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is demonic. So if you don't, if you want to have nightmares, go ahead. Watch horror, horror, demonic movies. Go ahead. Have fun with that. But First Peter 5.8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. <clears throat> now, what I want to say to this is, look at what it says on that right there. I'm getting better. You are. Look at you. It says he roams or he walks about. And another scripture says he roams about mm-hmm. um, like a roaring lion. Remember that I, I say this often, but it says that he's like a roaring, not that he is a roaring lion. Right. lion. So the reason it says that he is like a roaring lion is because he's not. But a lot of times we act like he is. We give him power and authority that he should not have. So just remember, it's a facade. It's false. He walks about like a roaring lion, not that he is one. So always remember that. He has no power and authority over you unless you give it to him. Because the word is very clear who we are in Christ. We are victorious. And we are bold. We are to be bold as a lion. And that is as a lion, not like a lion. Okay, so I'm I'm because it says that he walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I don't think that that scripture in any way, shape or form says that's the closest one that I could absolutely find that says that um, the devil can cause bad dreams and stuff like that. But I think it's a stretch to even say that. Would you guys agree with me? I, I, I see nothing that says that like that that would even be the one that says that he can do that. Um, but, again, I think that we cause um, things to happen in our dreams. Again, if you want to have nightmares and have bad dreams, um, watch stuff. Like, I, I think it's, I think you're crazy. If, I, I, don't, I personally don't watch this stuff. Like, 48 hours... Uh, like 48 hours, not the movie, 48 hours, or the first 48 or something like that. It's about where people um, get killed and then 
They investigate the crime, the murder scenes. You're actually seeing the murder scenes, even though they're blurry. What is a there's um there's other ones. Um, oh crap! It's a front. Fr- uh, I want to say it's Frontline, but it's not Frontline. Is it Frontline? <laughs> It's uh, there's these different shows like People Magazine even has them now where they're investigative stories. Mm. Um, but that's basically what they are. Um, they are on like every Friday night or something. I won't watch them. Anything that talks about people being murdered, the, the, a crime of any kind where people are killed. You are like you are birthing, kidnapped, murdered, raped mm-hmm. things. I'm allowed to say rape. Hmm. That, that they don't like that on social media, right? Yeah, no, they don't like that word. Where you're abused, sexually yeah. abused. Yeah. Like, if you want to, if you want to be a fearful person, if you want to worry, mm-hmm. like parents, I really don't think you should be watching those shows if you have kids, because you're gonna worry about your child being taken, snatched. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, when your your kids start driving, you'll worry about car accidents and. All these things that are just, we're not to do that. But again, like. Is it forensic files? Forensic okay. files, things like that. People. But it's not yeah. forensic oh, files. Okay. It's it's like okay. 48 hours First or something. First 48 hours? It's Dateline 2. There you go, okay, Vanessa. Dateline. Dateline's one of them too. Yeah. Okay. But they're they're not like, they're, they're not good for us. Yeah. We, we're to be very careful what we take in. Right. Again, you're to. The imagination is talked about nowhere in the scripture in a good way. You're, you're actually warned against your imagination. There's only like one scripture that the imagination is talked about. And even in that scripture, it doesn't, it's not like in a great way that it's talked about. Um, it's not, it's like one, it's, it's neither good nor bad, right? So. But everywhere else in the scriptures, we're warned against our imagination. Well, if you watch and participate and do things that um, cause you to allow your imagination to go in a negative way, in a fearful way, um, in, a, in, a, in a worrisome way, well, then you're going to have bad dreams potentially. I can promise you throughout the day or when something happens – um, your kid, you, like your daughter, your, your daughter or your son starts to drive. They're 16. And they go out to, uh, for the first couple months, they start driving. You're going to be worried every single time they get in that car. Are they texting and driving? Because you've watched show, movies about kids texting and driving and about people being killed or drunk driving accidents. Like they have those even on Dateline. People mm-hmm. who have been killed in uh, drunk driving accidents and how they solve the crime and leaving the scenes and I mean you're crazy because the word is the is the truth we all have a hedge of protection around us if you command that and believe that no harm's going to come to any of your family but if you allow doubt and unbelief to come in through watching things that you shouldn't and that's what people like you tell them that there's doubt and unbelief in them their lives and they're like no there's not no there's not I I would say the more you take in what the world is has to say and shows you, the more doubt and unbelief you have. You just don't know it because you don't take in more of the word. The more words you take in, the more worship you take in, 
the more prayer time you have, you realize how much doubt and unbelief you actually actually exist within you. And you're pulling it out and pulling it out. You'd be shocked. But we we take in so much of the world. That's why it's like Tom talks about um, people are anxious um, because they're scrolling all the time on their phones. It's true. I just, I just saw something about this. Um, when you are constantly scrolling on your phone or your computer, it's like um, you're um, st- overstimulated. Yeah. And your body can't take overstimulation, but for so long. People, like, if you look at people's screen time, Mm -hmm. it's crazy how much screen time. Like, if you look at my screen time, you would see it's mostly worship from my Apple Music, mostly teachings Mm -hmm. um, that I listen to. But a lot of times, people's uh, screen time is Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook. What are some other things that people do a lot of screen time on that it's worthless? I mean, you can watch but so, so many funny videos. What is it, baby? I already said TikTok. Yeah. So, like, it's overstimulating you. We're not, we, when I grew up, like, okay, I did not walk two miles to school, right? But I did walk two miles home from the bus stop. That is true. And I did do it in the snow. But, but back in our day, you climbed trees. You played outside. I mean, I played football with my brother and... We didn't have screen time. We weren't sitting on our keisters in the house doing absolutely nothing, playing video games, which is overstimulating. Yeah, it is. Um, and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not healthy. I, I mean, I've known people who've said that they played a lot of video games, and as soon as they stopped playing video games, their whole demeanor went like this. Mm-hmm. They went from being heightened mm-hmm. to being weeks without playing video games. Everything started calming down in them. Mm-hmm. They were not so amped up. And and you may say, well, they were totally intense, but that's another form of anxiousness as far as I'm concerned. So it's not healthy. Yeah. It's truly not healthy for us to live like this. And I believe that there are video games that can cause you to be fearful and scared. And like, what's that carjacking video? Like there's this one that's called yeah. Car... What is it? Uh, carjacking. Uh, but you're intense. You're... Like, it's an intense, it's actually vulgar, because they, what they have in that, some of these uh, video games, the girls are... Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, yeah. thank you. Yeah. That's like an intense video mm-hmm. game, huh? Grand yeah. Theft Auto. Yeah. It's, it, it's also inappropriate. So anybody who's a Christian playing that, mm-hmm. I really question whether or not how... Not that you're not saved. How far or how compromising you are in your walk, because mm-hmm. it's that video is totally inappropriate at a very high level. If you have kids and you allow your kids to play that game, mm-hmm. shame on you. Seriously, shame on you for that. Um, they say if you eat certain foods before bed, mm-hmm. they can cause you to have nightmares. Chinese. What is that? Chinese food. Oh, Chinese food yeah. gives you nightmares. <laughs> Is it cheese? Talia says it's cheese. Oh Vanessa gosh. says it's Chinese food. I've never heard. I mean, I read about what can give you bad dreams, right. and they said food. Yeah. Listen, I can drink as much caffeine. I can have a cup of coffee. I can have a Red Bull. This girl's going to sleep. Yeah. There is no food that gives me a bad dream. Now, I don't even really have bad dreams yeah. that much. I used to before I like spent so much time in the Word and so much time... Hmm. You know, spiritually speaking, like, 
I would have a, a one every now and then. But I mean, I even had him where Tom was cheating on me and he was leaving me. Mm-hmm. You, all of you, you girls did too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. <laughs> but I don't even have that night. anymore. Yeah. What is that? Logan, what did you say? I had a, I had a horrible, horrible dream last night that Chris was trying to divorce me. <laughs> horrible. Woke up crying. And I, and oh, I've done that. And I was like, but I fell asleep listening to the Message Bible. So maybe the Message Bible is just terrible. <laughs> maybe it was the story of Tamar or something like that. It, I was in Isaiah when I woke up. That's where I was. But um, I think it's because I hate chili now that you're pointing out food. <laughs> There you go. It's, blame it on the chili. Always. Listen, when I was pregnant, because I was so hideous, I, I dreamed a lot that Tom was leaving me. Oh, my god! But gosh. the way I looked, I did, wouldn't have blamed him. Because <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. Um, so I let's see. Let me, let me look at my list, because if there's any that I didn't list. Okay, so I named them all that I can see. Let's think about this. So how do you combat a bad dream? How do you combat having bad dreams? How you do that is, first of all, don't eat Chinese or or cheese, apparently. (laughs) Or even chili. Don't eat it. Uh, I say eat. You can eat anything if you do what I'm about to tell you. If you spend a good deal of time in the Word, if you spend a good deal of time in prayer, if you uh, pray before you go to bed, but you won't have bad dreams. I literally have known people that specifically, before they go to sleep, they specifically pray and speak over their time of sleep. That it would be peaceful, that it would be calm, that it would be very, uh, like, um, not soothing, but like where you're just so heavy that you're like, the, the sleep is so heavy that you're just... Mm-hmm. A dead weight. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? There's yeah. no real activity outside of just a heavy, great sleep. I can't tell you this. I love it when I go to sleep and I don't even move in my sleep. I'm like, I, those are the best sleeps ever. Um, I would tell you this. If you have bad dreams, if you have nightmares, if you have anything that causes you any kind of anxiousness while you're sleeping – Listen to a teaching, listen to a prayer. Like they have great, um, on YouTube, they have these great YouTube videos where all it is is white noise with scripture being played the whole, like 12 hours. You can go to, you can actually sleep for 12 hours, which Lord knows I'd love that. (laughs) But give me eight. But they have 12 hours worth of scripture that you can just sleep to white noise and scripture. And it's not like somebody talking like this to you. Mm-mm. No, it's someone talking like this and they're soothing. It's like you're in a new age yoga class, which just real soothing. And you're <laughs> happy and it's calm. And if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands <laughs> kind of thing. I'm just telling you, it's the most soothing thing. You'll just fall asleep to the voice. Mm-hmm. Some people are, some people's voices are annoying, but on the most, for the most part, they're really good. If you're needing healing in your body, I strongly suggest there's some great, like jo- uh, Dodie Osteen. Dodie Osteen, do you like? I-, I love her. First of all, she tells her story about being healed. Mm-hmm. She has a great, and like she, even when she's doing her scripture, she's speaking about the scripture. There's ones where if you're needing healing, they are, and there's uh, ones that are praying over you while you're sleeping. 
um, over the healing in your body, along with the scriptures. Like there's so much out there uh, for whatever you're walking through. If you have anxiety, if you have depression, they, e they actually have videos about that scripture being played over you. And if you just want scripture spoken over you, they have just that. So seriously, J Kenneth Hagin has scripture where he's reading for healing. Um, uh, Pastor Rodney does. There's mm -hmm. lots of them. There's a lot out there for you to um, grab hold of and um, just use while you're sleeping for whatever you're walking through. Because I know sometimes when people are really sick, they have bad dreams about dying. Mm -hmm. But if you're having the word spoke over you, the, the negative can't overcome the positive. Like you can't, the word can't be defeated. I can promise you that. So uh, people will listen to worship music. Uh, people listen, like if you listen to Steffi's teaching, Steffi's, uh, I mean, Steffi's, I'm uh, not teaching testimony. Uh, her, her uh, testimony. Yep. She talks about how she listened to Pastor Rodney and she listened to Jonathan mm -hmm. while she was sleeping. Yep. I know of other people that listen to Kenneth Hagin. They listen to uh, Jesse Duplantis. They definitely don't listen to Tom. Because Tom's, yell, Tom, when he's preaching, he's like Jonathan yells too. Yeah, yeah. But Tom's preaching's more of a life practical mm -hmm. application, whereas Pastor Ronnie and Jonathan are more about the promises mm -hmm. of God, those kinds of things. So everybody's got their own niche and what God's called them to preach and teach on. Theirs are great because they're going to be reaffirming to you like what God's word tells you about finances, healing, things like that. Um, so let's look at what the Bible says. Eight, Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose, my, whose mind is stayed upon thee because he trusteth in thee. And this is King James Version, but that's not the one I gave you. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And what version is that that I gave you for that? Um, it, is that the that's not the message. I don't think New so. New Living Translation, maybe? Well, let me look it up. That's a quick. great one. I always quote the um, Isaiah 26.3. I quote it in the New King James Version. It's shorter. I think it's ESV. A man will be in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee because he trusts in thee. Mm -hmm. That's the one I always do. Yeah. This one's actually better than that if because it's all, it doesn't have the these and the thous. So you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So that scripture right there, listen. It's a promise. If you keep your mind on him, then you will be in peace. But guess what? If your mind's not on him, you'll, you'll be anxious, turmoil, depression, whatever you're battling, that's what you're going to deal with. So that's why the more worlds you take in, the more negative you get. The more word you take in, it's not by accident that I think the world and the word are so close. Mm -hmm. It's one letter difference, you know? Yeah. But the more words you take in, the more peace and calm and tranquil your life will be. Mm -hmm. That's the word. Let's look at Philippians 4, 6 through 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So, I mean, if that doesn't tell you what you got to do all the time, to be at peace, you'll never have a nightmare. 
You will not have a nightmare if you keep your mind on him. Can't a house divided cannot stand. If you have if you are full of of God, God does not dwell in 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 being fearful. Uh, he does not dwell in uh, bad dreams of of being scared. All of that is fear, worry, and anxious. He doesn't dwell in any of those things. So you'll be at peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. You'll be anxious for nothing if you pray and supplicate. What does supplicate mean? Repeating. Just keep doing it. And and the word is clear. We are to pray in the spirit at all times. And then pray without ceasing. Two different scriptures. So if you're doing that, if you're constantly in communion with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit... How can anything else but what he would exist with him come upon you? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Let me ask you, like, do you have a lot of nightmares? No. You don't. Tracy, you don't? Mm-hmm. We know that Logan does. <laughs> but, but it's only that her husband's leaving her. And she's also pregnant. Uh, <laughs> but you are pregnant. Um, I was, I got hands laid on me and delivered from PTSD related nightmares. I have not had any of those. So that was something you left out. Just if you want, like if that's a great, that you you get delivered from it because it's possible. Um, and then if it's like your kids, um, Tara's mom gave me a link to listen to scripture lullabies. So I've been listening to those. That's good too. So Mm -hmm. that's very good. Vanessa, you get, you get, um, Nope. But you also are very cautious about what you take in. Like you're very cautious. You were you were one of the first, like I don't say you're one of the first people, but whenever whenever I've talked about what we take in, mm-hmm. you were one of the first people that I was like, man, she's not normal. Because most people don't care about what they watch, don't care about what they look at, mm-hmm. don't care about what they're listening to. Mm-hmm. Like you're, and I'm not talking about weirdo, like some parents don't let their kids watch anything at any time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, I'm not insulting anybody when I say that. But at the end of the day, you should be careful about what your kids are watching and seeing. That's not what I'm saying. But you can go to extremes mm-hmm. where I have seen parents yeah. go to such extremes yeah. that they actually are watching things that they shouldn't. Their kids are allowed to watch nothing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the kids go wild right. when right. it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's a balance. There's mm-hmm. a balance in everything. And um, so, but yeah, I, you're, you were one of the first people um, that I was like, well, you're very balanced with your kids, but you're very balanced and w- with what you do and you're very careful mm-hmm. but I think that's also because you've also known what it's like to be anxious or a worrier correct Absolutely. yes from anxiety. And so, yeah and uh, that plays a huge part of it mm-hmm. yeah everybody should be very careful mm-hmm. nobody should think that they they've got it all going on mm-hmm. like you yeah. can watch anything and you'll be fine yeah it's not true it's mm-hmm. just not true it's not scripturally true either yeah. so if anything, that's beyond the bad dreams thing, but if that helps anybody, just be very mindful of what mm-hmm. you take in. Yeah. So, next question. When you are in heaven, can you check in or look down on your children and grandchildren? Or can you not see how their life is progressing or pray for them? 
So this sounds like a person that is probably like me. Your kids are older and maybe maybe they don't serve the Lord. And you're concerned like when you're gone, if they're not still not serving the Lord, like how can you still have a powerful effect on their lives and not still exist in their in their in their uh, in their in their life as far as physically being present in their life which I would if I my kids weren't saved I think not that this person is but I but I can see where somebody whose kids are not saved and you are concerned about their salvation and their where they'll spend eternity when you are no longer present I can see where that would be a concern I really can um but I'm going to, I hate to say it, but I, there's nothing in scripture that even says that you can, that you'll have communication with them. There's nothing. There is, there is scripture about when they're, and I've talked about this. I just recently talked about it with Lazarus and Abraham and the rich man. Mm -hmm. There is scripture that clearly says that ones in hell can see ones in heaven, but it doesn't say anything about someone in heaven being able to communicate with somebody um, that's still dwelling on the earth. I will tell you this, though. You guys might think I'm crazy. Probably not. When my father-in-law passed away, mm-hmm. it was like a year. It might not even have been a year. When my father-in-law passed away, I just missed that man so daggum much that one night I went to bed, and in my dream... I was in this, like, it was like a hospital room, like with a hospital bed, or not a hospital bed, but like, you know, a, like a desk, like a metal desk that you would see like in the military, but it was white. Mm-hmm. And it was like a metal desk. The white room, everything was white. And then like my father-in-law came in to the room. And like, I literally went crazy. Like I started jumping around like a kid. Like, I went crazy. He smiled. He talked to me. His hands his hands were so big. Yeah. Like, his fingers were so, yeah. like, there's certain things on His forearms were huge. Yeah. So there's certain things. I'm, like, blocking myself. <laughs> um, there's certain things that you remember about distinctly mm-hmm. about your family members, right? right? And um, so I got to talk to him for such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But I woke up that morning, the next morning, and I... Like, I had a new lease on life. Wow. I was the happiest thing. I, like, yeah. like all the cares of the world were yeah. completely gone because I finally seen that man. I even experienced it with my dad. Yeah. But the weird thing was about my dad is, and, and I don't know if this is what she's talking about, but nobody prayed. I Like, my dad didn't pray for me. I don't think my dad even, I think God maybe gave me that, but I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think any of that was real. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just for me to yeah. feel. But I, when I saw my dad, which was like off the charts, awesome. Um, he told me I couldn't really touch him because I tried to touch him and love on him. He's like, you can't. Um, it's like when Jesus said, you can't really touch mm-hmm. me right now. Mm-hmm. I have to ascend to heaven. Mm-hmm. It was the same exact thing. Yeah, he told me that I really couldn't, but that was, the, and that, but I did get to touch him. I get, did get to feel him, but, but we talked. It was very, very brief, but it was like, I, again, I woke up the next morning and I was like, 
I can live another yeah. day. <laughs> Not that I couldn't before, but yeah. I was like, life That's is wrong. so much better. Yeah. And my mom said that she saw her brother mm-hmm. who was killed um, very young. She saw him at the foot of her bed. I don't know what all that is. Yeah. I mean, have you guys ever experienced anything like that before with a lost loved one? Or have you guys ever lost a loved one yet? Uh, only my grandmother, but yeah, no. See, and I've never seen anybody else but my dad and father-in-law. Mm-hmm. But they were s- so close. I right. mean, that's, that's like, that's not like a grandmother. No, it's not. No. It's totally different. It is. And I lost both of them. I mean, mm-hmm. I've lost my grandparents, all of them. Yeah. And, I, and that was a sad thing, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as a parent. Mm-hmm. Not even close. No, I know. So um, that's interesting. None of you guys have experienced that. Well, hopefully you never will. <laughs> I'm sorry. You never want to lose somebody that close. I know. But um, God might return before then. So you never Amen. might even have to even experience <laughs> it, which would be awesome. But uh, I don't, I mean, I know other people who have said they've had dreams. Yeah. Do you guys know people? Like, am I weird to you? Like, no. I'm not saying that it was real. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I think it was more for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it necessarily was really. Because I'm not Anything. a big, I don't believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in any of that stuff. Yeah. So. I feel like my mom and my dad both had something similar with their parents, but I can't. I can't recall exactly what it was. Um, if it was God telling my dad that my mom or his mom was in heaven, mm-hmm. and then my mom had something with her mom and dad, but I yeah I can't remember. But I think it was something kind of similar. I'd have to ask her. I don't think she's watching. Interesting. You know, my grandfather. He was such a stinker. Oh, he was <laughs> not. I wasn't a big fan of him okay. at all. Um, but I remember after he died, and this is before. Like, um, God had come to me in uh, that dream and basically told me to get my life right or mm. I was not going to live. Yeah. And then, um, m- my grand, my uncle passed away in a, in a car accident. And then a year to that day, my grandfather passed away. And I believe it was from a broken heart of losing my mm-hmm. uncle. And I don't know if this is why I had it. Cause I, I only have sm- smelled it a couple times, but I literally, my grandfather had a distinct cologne that he wore Mm -hmm. and I remember like being in a couple places nobody were being around and then all of a sudden I could smell that cologne wow and I didn't like him so I was like why am I smelling this cologne you know not a big fan but I don't know if it was because God was trying to draw me back in and get my life right or whatever but I know I'm not the only one because I've heard other people say that they've had those experiences Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's weird. So I'm not saying to you that you can't. I just don't see it in scripture where you can. But I do know there's scripture about heaven and hell. So let's look at it. Luke 16, 19 through 31. It says a man, a rich man and Lazarus, which when I was telling the story, I made Lazarus the rich man. I look back at that thing and I'm like, what an idiot. I know the story. But sometimes you get talking so much. Like people don't realize when you're speaking so much like your thought processes are moving mm-hmm. so fast that you get it all screwed up like I'll, when I quote scripture I can quote scripture all day long but when I have to be here and I'm having to go like this <laughs> yeah you're yeah. like I can't remember I that for the same. life of me same I can't figure it out that's like what will a prophet a man if he gains the world but loses his yeah. soul yes. couldn't remember that yeah. for the I life know. of me the other like, day yeah, and I'm yeah. like <laughs> I know it and then I kept saying the wicked 
uh, the wicked, God hates the wicked and the wicked. Every, I'm like, no, God is angry at the wicked every day. Yeah. But I'm like, what the heck is wrong with and you? That's because you're moving fast. Yep. <laughs> Girl. Yep. I need to slow her down. So the rich man and Lazarus, it says there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in, t- in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. This is the story that Tom was talking about uh, at yeah. church on Sunday, yeah. if anybody was mm-hmm. listening to that message. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. That's why, people, if you think life is so good right now, but you are not saved, it's coming for you. This, is, this life here on earth is temporary. Eternally is really what we should have our eyes set on. Eternity is everlasting. And we think like, like life is going like this. But a thousand years is like a day in, in heaven. So... Like, if one day is like a thousand years, can you imagine eternity for somebody who's in hell? And we think, I'm 56, and I feel like life's gone by like that. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine a a, a day? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And besides all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. So in in the King James, I think it's called a chasm. Um, So that those who want to pass from here to you cannot nor can those from there pass to us. So there is a separation. We can see each other, but there's this place that won't allow us for me to go to you and you go to us, although we can see each other. Then he, then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that this is the rich man talking to um, Abraham. Then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. So he wants Abraham to send Lazarus, who has died, to his brothers, so that they don't spend eternity in hell like he is. Okay? He says, For I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. That is truth. Listen, people like think somehow, some way. If you, th- the word is that we're supposed to come in um, power, right? If we want to win the lost, and that's what Jesus did. Jesus and Paul came in power. But if you th- look at the scripture, it says that even in the places that Jesus did the most miracles, they never received him. They never got saved. But he, they still got healed. They, the miracles still occurred. But they, he left them. He left out of those towns because they did not receive him. They did not get saved. So, um, so 
I would say to you this. There is nothing in Scripture that says anything that you'll be able to pray for them, their salvations, or if they walk through a tough time, that you'll be able to pray over that for them. What I'm going to tell you to do is what I think I talked about the last podcast, which I do. I mean, I just did it last night. I pray right now for my children, and they're, and they're both saved, but I pray for them. Then I not only pray for them, I pray for their children. And then I pray for their children's children and their children's children. I literally say, Lord, let not one seed that is planted and that is birthed through my family not know you, that they all receive your salvation, that they all live a lifestyle of Christianity, that not one would be lost and not one would live in eternity in hell. That's what I pray. Now, I, I, I say this because it is true. Like, my mom's side of the family, my dad's side of the family, I don't even know if any of them were really saved. I think my dad was the first one in his family, and then he got his dad saved. I'm hoping that his mom got saved. But um, my mom's side of the family, there's a line of pastors. It's a huge lineage of just men of God. Either pastors or men that attended church and things like that. So those, what's been said is they prayed for generations to come. And that's why a lot of my relatives um, are saved, but there's a lot that are not. But we do have like, we do have a large number that have been saved. So I think that there's something to be said for that to pray for your future generations. I don't know if you're going to have, I don't really know if there's much of an, of any other option for you, um, but to do that. And, um, I mean, pray for their, pray for them completely up ahead. Like pray for their health for generations to come. Pray for their health, pray for provision for them. Pray for your kids now for all of those things. Um, be the example if they're not saved. Um, I really don't know. Like, I don't really think there's really anything else. I mean, can you guys, I, I'm throwing you into it, but I mean, I, I just really don't know of what else you can do except for praying for them now, being mm-hmm. the example now, and then praying for them and the generations to come now. Yeah. Because I just don't, I, I literally looked through scripture. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing. Yeah. I even looked online to see if there was scripture. Right. And there's nothing. Yeah. I know. So. Yeah, I've heard this question too, but I don't, I, I think what you're saying is great. It's like, you're here now. This is your opportunity now. And you can pray for generation after generation after generation. So. And, and that's the hope. Powerful. You are their hope though. Yeah. We, yeah. we right. are our generation's hope. Right. So, which is exciting because like is. our prayers, the, the prayers of right. the righteous avail much. Right. So we have the ability to affect the future. Yeah. Even though we won't be here. Right. We have that ability. Right. So I say go for that. Yeah. So let's go to the next question. John answered and said to them all, as for me, I baptize you with water, but one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. This is Luke 3.16, and it's the new... 
amplified. I don't know. What does NSAB mean? NSAB. What? Trans New American Standard Bible? Okay. I've never really read that one. Now, here's the question. So I flipped, flippy dude this because when you wrote the question, I didn't know what I, if I, the way you wrote it was fine. But I flipped it so that when I'm now asking the question that you did, it'll make more sense to everybody when I read it. It says, what does fire, which is the last part of the sentence, says he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, this is John the Baptist talking, okay? And he's referring to Jesus. Because if you notice in the scripture, it says, but one, and the word one is capitalized. That, that means Jesus. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. Now, here's your question. When, what does fire mean in this context? I looked up the Greek word. It means to fire, and the word and means and or also. I also thought being baptized with the Holy Spirit meant baptized, baptism with fire, but this means this seems to say we will be baptized with both. Okay, so I did not give this to you, Tracy, because right. I did this question before I came yeah. Uh, yeah. earlier today, and yeah. I didn't want to have to bother you with it. So if you look at your study notes in the Bible, it says, and fire for, um, let's see, Luke 3.16, and fire. It says, here fire is associated either with Pentecost, which is tongues of fire, or judgment. But in this case, it's not referring to judgment, okay? That's not what. When they talk about fire, it can mean judgment, but that's not what this is. If you look at, but here's the thing. It says, here fire is associated either with Pentecost, tongues of fire, Acts 2.3. It refers to Acts 2.3. So you go to Acts 2.3, and what does Acts 2.3 say? The New King James Version reads, Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Now if you break down that scripture... It says, tongues, a descriptive metaphor appropriate to the context in which several languages are about to be spoken. If you look at that word fire, which is, then they appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. Fire in this stands for a symbol of the divine presence. It also is associated with judgment. Again, back to judgment. But if you look at the symbol of the divine presence, it takes you to Exodus 3.2, which is the Holy Spirit, which led them. It's a fire by night, right? Mm -hmm. And a cloud by day. So I'm going to read you Perry Stone because he takes you to Matthew 3.11 when you read. The, when you look at his Bible, when, he, when you look at uh, Luke 3, what was that, Luke 3.6? Luke 3.16. Yeah. Um, when you look at three, six, Luke 3.16, he takes you to Matthew 3.11. And this is what he breaks down Matthew 3.11. It says, and, the, and I'm just telling you, everybody needs a Perry Stone Bible. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. They need a Perry Stone Bible. It says, God gave Israel numerous signs, including 
oh, I got a hair on me, including circumcision, which was an outward sign of the covenant, which is Genesis 17:11, and the Sabbath as a sign of rest. The prophets indicated that the sign of the Messiah was his pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Joel wrote that in the last days, God would pour out his spirit upon all flesh, Joel 2.28. Isaiah penned that God would pour his spirit upon thy seed and his blessing upon thine offspring, Isaiah 44.3. Here, John announced a new baptism. So it goes back to Matthew 3.11 is still referring to, if you look at the gospels, the four gospels tell the same story. They're all the for, for the same story, just seen in a different light. So by the person that's writing the story, they see it in their way. But they all saying the same exact thing. So it says, here John announced a new baptism. John was baptizing in water. But the coming one, which is Christ, would baptize believers with the Holy Ghost and fire. In the Old Testament, Moses took Israel through the Red Sea which was a type of water baptism. Then the cloud by day and the fire by night was the type of Holy Spirit baptism. So it, this is the thing people don't understand. Old Testament always is a foreshadow of the New Testament. It always takes you to Jesus. People don't understand that Old Testament's always taking you to Jesus in the New Testament. So when John is talking about Jesus and the fire. Basically, speaking in tongues is what Jesus brought on the on Pentecost, right? But and fire is the Holy Spirit, right? The fire by night was the Holy Spirit. And John the Baptist uh Uh, baptizing with water is the Red Sea. It's all basically the same thing, Old Testament relating to the New Testament. But and fire is the divine presence of the Holy Spirit. So on the night of Pentecost, he basically Jesus not only did, he did two things. He filled them with tongues and the Holy Spirit was present at the night of Pentecost. So two things. So that's what it was referring to when it says, uh, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The, whole, the, the, the divine Holy Spirit will be present and fire would be tongues. Holy Spirit, tongues, and fire is the Holy Spirit. Excuse me. I mixed the two up. So that's what that is. Holy Spirit and fire. Presence of the Holy Spirit and tongues being together. It's not complicated, but it is kind of like the to it but yeah. but that's how the breaking down is so there's the confusion and i get like sometimes when you read the greek it's great but it still doesn't always help you that's why study notes down at the bottom when i was reading the study notes i was like oh that makes complete sense like the study notes for um for matthew which is or acts 2 3 then they appeared to them divided tongues as a fire one sat upon each of them and if you look at Matthew 3.11, it says, I indeed baptize you with the water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Both the same thing. 
tongues is a metaphor, um, a, is a descriptive metaphor for speaking in other languages, your heavenly language, and fire is a symbol of the divine presence of the Holy Spirit. That's the breaking down if you read Acts 2-3. So they all kind of go together. You just got to follow the trail when you're looking at the study notes, and it'll take it, and it'll explain the whole entire thing because sometimes just reading Greek and Hebrew, it's not going to explain it all to you. I'm out of time. Yeah. Does that make sense, what I just said? Yeah. I good. went back to it just in case it was not making sense. Yeah. Okay, I good. Like that. Listen, I'm a teacher, but sometimes I'm even confusing. <laughs> I confuse myself when I teach. It's a lot, though. Like all these little rabbit trails, and you can't see what I'm seeing because I'm looking at my notes, and, and I didn't give it to you, yeah. which would have helped. But yeah, it's okay. I good. knew I was going to have time to fit that one in. Yeah. Somehow, some way. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is your day. And I'm just telling you right now, you do not want to go, how, how you're living and being happy and happy-go-lucky, it's not possible. I've lived a lifestyle without him. And it was, there were uh, momentary times of, of laughter and, but usually there was intoxication involved with that. You know, it wasn't, or there was um, inappropriate things uh, going on, conversations going on that were funny and things like that. But on the whole, my life was not happy. I was a miserable human being. Now, I was probably, I, I take things to extreme, extreme to a certain extent, so I was probably one of the most miserable lost people. The reason why is because I had walked away from God. And when you've tasted him and you know he is good, then you know what you're missing, which makes you even more miserable. And maybe you've never been saved before, so you don't even know what I'm talking about. But I'm just telling you right now, there is no way whatsoever that you can be happy. Not not like this life is. It's not possible. So, And, and God has, has made it so that there is a void in each and every single one of our lives that only he can fit in. It's, it's what uh, my husband always calls, it's the God-shaped void that all of us have. And only he can fill that void. And once that void is filled, life is fulfilled. Doesn't mean that you'll not experience things, um, trials. But the Bible says you'll face many trials and tribulations in this lifetime, but I will deliver you from them all. What hope do you have outside of that? Except for yourself, if you're walking this life by yourself or with somebody else that's not saved. Both of you, are, uh, if you're walking with a, a, a spouse, you're pulling it. I mean, we just saw last night on the podcast, food has gone up 75%. People are freaking out. Yeah. Like, but I can promise you, no matter what stress you're under or no matter what unhappiness you're in, if you got saved, all of that, all of that would be, not that it would be completely gone because you'll have to learn the word to enable you to know that you don't have to worry about those things. But I'm just saying, immediately... There'll be peace that comes upon you miraculously. I don't know why. I don't, I mean, I don't know how that happens. I know why it happens because God is going to let his presence be known to you. And through that process, all the cares of this life just start dwindling away. And the things that you were so worried about before are no longer even a concern. Um, and when they are, you just know that you have other brothers and sisters in Christ that you can walk and go to and w express those things. They'll walk you through it. They'll, they'll help you through it, um, give you guidance, 
and they'll lift you up. And then it's nothing, right? I don't know how else to, to tell you that you're going to be measurable without him. So give him a chance. I mean, all you got to do is say is a sinner's prayer. Find out if it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, then you can go back to the life that you lived before. I can tell you this, though. You'll not want to. And if you do want to, you probably didn't really mean what you said when you said it. If you really learn who he is, you'll never, ever. You'll say, well, you walked away. Yeah, I did walk away. I was very young. I was very stupid. And I was miserable. Completely miserable. That's the reason why I came back. And you I will never walk away again. So if you've walked away and you want to come back or if you never experienced him, today's your day. Say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, Father, I thank you for what you did on the cross. I thank you for dying on that cross so that I might have life. I thank you for the bruises and the beating that you took for my sin. I thank you for dying and bearing all the sin. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I ask you to be Lord of my life. And wherever you say to go, I will go. Whatever you say to do, I will do. I ask you to give me the vision that you have for me. And I will fulfill that purpose from this day forward. It's a new life for you. It's a new life for you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. It's a brand new life for you. All you got to do is dig deep, get in the word, and find out all that he has for you. You will be radically changed from this moment forward. Let us know you got saved. We want to pray with you. We want to stand with you. If you have nowhere to go, be with us at church on Sunday. Um, You can tune in live stream, or you can come personally. Come and meet one of us. There's four of us in the room. You saw all of us. Introduce yourself, and we will... We will pray with you, and we will stand with you. Thank you for coming. Have a great weekend, and see you on Sunday. Bye. Real Talk.